Hey there, sweet teacher. I'm Tony Mullins, and this is the Primary Teacher Friends Podcast, a place for difference makers just like you to find encouragement, practical classroom management tips, and educational strategies to help you not only survive, but to thrive as a K-2 educator. It is my inherent belief that all teachers can find joy in what they are doing and spread that joy and impact to the little people they love. I am absolutely honored to be on this journey with a passionate teacher like you. Let's get started. Well, hey there, Teacher Bestie, and welcome to episode number 69. I am extremely excited to share with you some of my seamless transition secrets today so that you too can unlock seamless transitions in your classroom and stop wasting extra time that you could be spending on more meaningful activities, learning, all the good stuff that we need to get to can totally be ruined, destroyed at times by the messy, icky, loud transitions. If you are new on the channel, I'm so happy to have you here. I come here every week, spend my extra time to coach you, to guide you, and being a more joyful and impactful teacher. I'm also very blessed and happy to hold the title as Joyful Teacher Private Coach. Yes, I coach teachers privately to help them find more joy, energy, and passion in their workplace so that they can sustain in the career that they love. If that sounds like something you are interested in, I do have a few spots open and you can email me at tony at teachertony.com and say, I would like to try a free 30-minute session. I love talking to teachers. It is my thing to help them, to uplift them, encourage them, and help them find the solutions that work for them in their life. It's a powerful thing coaching is. <laughs> I have my own personal coach named Janet. I talked about that in episode number 67 if you're interested. But coaching is so powerful, so meaningful. And if that is what you need in your teacher life, just send me an email and we can give it a try for you. But back to today's topic of transitions in the classroom, moving from one place to another, moving from one activity to another, and trying to keep our little people calm, quiet, and focused and ready to learn is a big deal in your classroom management game. I love helping teachers with classroom management because the solutions are often very simple, but sometimes we just don't see the exact area of need. So look at your classroom transitions when your students are moving from one activity to another, one space to another, and ask yourself, could this go smoother? Well, it often could go smoother, but how much time and energy is being wasted there in your classroom? Is it often loud, unruly? Is it hard for your students to refocus on their next task? And do you feel like you're just wasting a lot of instructional time or a lot of your sanity on getting them calmed back down? If you are a friend, this episode is just what you need. So let's get to it. 
call me weird, teacher, crazy, whatever you want to fill in the blank with there. But I love to challenge myself and to see just how effective I can make transitions become. If you listen to episode number 68, you know that I totally take pride in this title of Tiny Human Tamer. And during transitions, I just think it's really cool, really neat and empowering even to see my students go from one spot, one place activity to another and lose zero energy yelling or trying to calm them down and to have them completely prepped and ready to follow instructions and to move on to the next thing that they need to do. It's amazing. I love it. And I'm constantly challenging myself to get even better at it. Sounds weird. Sounds crazy. I know, but you can benefit from that craziness today if your transitions are not going so well. So I'm not bragging, but one thing I hear all the time after being observed is that, wow, you are great at transitions. You are wasting zero instructional time getting your kids to move from one thing to another. And so I thought, well, how do I do that exactly? And how can I transfer this skill to the friends that I love on the podcast and the blog, the teachers that come to me for support? So I have outlined exactly what I do, and I'm going to share it with you today. You may want to grab a pen, you may want to listen to this later or go to the written form over on the blog so that you can see these steps written down. But either way, this is going to be a very actionable episode. So make sure you take action and put some of these strategies into play and always let me know how they work for you. I love hearing from listeners. I love to hear that, even if it's an email, especially if it's a review on the podcast, which helps my podcast be found by other teachers. But let me know how it goes. So I have five areas I want you to focus on if you want these seamless transitions, if you want to unlock this for yourself in the classroom. So strategy number one is to always be ahead of the game in preparing your materials. And I know this is sort of a duh, Tony, but sometimes we forget how much us being prepared with the materials affects our students' behavior in those transitions. What I like to do is to give my students a brain break after completing one activity, and I use that time they are dancing and wiggling and laughing to get other things passed out, prepared, ready for them, and it's just a great way to use that brain break time. Of course, I like to dance with them too, but mostly I utilize that time to get my materials ready so that this transition into the next thing goes very, very smoothly. So that, of course, is the first thing you need to do is to make sure your materials are prepped. We can't blame them for being loud and being unruly if we are busying ourselves with getting things to them that we already should have had prepared. So that is strategy number one is to always have your materials prepped and ready. Number two is to define your expectations every single time. So we have this horrible habit of assuming our students know what to do all the time, but their little brains forget. They get excited. They're thinking about something else and all they forget a step in the transition that we've done with them a million times. Whether that is they lose focus and begin talking to a partner or they forget to get something out of somewhere, whatever it may be, 
we can bypass all of that trouble by every single time defining our expectations. So what that looks like for me is short finger directions. So we use our fingers. So I may say, boys and girls, we're going to go back to our seats now and we're going to do our spelling. First, go quietly, get out your pencil and your spelling paper. So those are three fingers that we're going to raise as we repeat. So repeat after me, boys and girls. Go quietly, pencil, paper. So after they repeat it, and I'm sure everyone has understood it, I know that they know what to do. The expectation is there, and they are less likely to forget those expectations on their way to actually putting them into play. So always define your expectations, put a little kinesthetic movement in there with the finger lifting and have them echo you, have them repeat the expectations so you're sure they are somewhat engaged and understand them. And that puts us on to strategy number three is to always cue the transition. So after we do our finger lifts and we repeat our expectations, they don't just get up and wander off. I cue a transition so that all students can get up and move at the same time. This does lots of things on the management side. It makes them move quickly. It gives them a purpose. And I'm a big believer in audio visual cues to help our students to know what to do and when to do them. So I always cue our transitions with a sound like a bell. Or my favorite is the transition break. I will link a video in the show notes, three top secret classroom management tricks, and you can see exactly what a transition break looks like. It's something I created, but I'm not going to take time right now to explain it, but that is the cue that I use to transition. So you need a cue that lets your students know this is the exact moment you are going to get up and you are going to put those expectations that we defined into place. It makes things seamless and quick, and I love using cues. They are so, so powerful. Strategy number four is to make it a competition. Our little learners are so competitive. They love to win. They love to be recognized. So why don't we make our transitions a competition too? So I'm going to tell you what this looks like in my classroom, but of course you teacher may have another idea, but just keep this thought of making it competitive in your mind. So we want to make our little learners feel like this transitioning is a competition. We can do that with a game. One classroom management trick that I like to use is called character points. So it's basically I assign each table a little character, just a little picture that's taped on my whiteboard. And we always want to get character points, which character is the best or, you know, More traditionally, this is just called table points. It's so, so easy. You focus on positive behaviors. So I am going to give a character point or a table point to the sneakiest group of kids who can get back to their table and get started and going the quickest and most quietly. I'm going to give that character two points today. So before we transition, 
Let's see who's going to get those two points. One, two, three, break. Let's go. Suddenly, our transition has went from, oh, I got to go to the next thing and get to work again. Uh, It goes from that to, oh, my goodness, this is a competition. I'm going to do my best at it. So it's really, really powerful. I also love to play the freeze game. So boys and girls, we're going to sneak back to our seat. And when you get there, I want you to freeze. And kids love the freeze thing. It's so cool that just by saying that we're playing the freeze game, you can get them to stay completely still without a voice. It's amazing. I love that about kids. So make your transitions a competition. Who's the sneakiest? Who's the quietest? Who can be a real ninja today in the classroom? Let me look and see. So that puts us up to the fifth strategy. And of course, if we have a competition, we need to recognize the winners. We need to recognize the kids that were doing an excellent job working hard. And you know, if you recognize one, they all want that recognition. So this is just positive reinforcement, which is so, so powerful. So I recognize my students by, of course, giving them the character points. But I also use other little strategies that give kids just personal reward of being heard, being seen, being recognized. So one thing I like to do is use ninja names. Boys and girls, I'm going to call out the names of the kids who are the sneakiest in our transition today. So it just looks like this. I see little Brandy being so, so sneaky, being so, so careful not to make a peep and to get everything started and going. I would say, let me call ninja names. Okay. Ninja Brandy, Ninja Kane, Ninja Jackson, and their little faces just light up with pride because every kid wants to be a ninja. Trust me. (laughs) I love using the ninja analogy in the classroom because, of course, we want our students to be ninjas. They're quick, they're quiet, they're speedy, and they're just awesome, right? So you can use ninja names to reward and recognize the winners or you can just use a classroom cheer. Boys and girls, Paisley was so, so sneaky. Let's give her a big loud yee-haw. Or you could say Colton was so, so quick to get started. He did not stop even for a minute. He already has all of his materials out and ready to go. Let's give him a big loud firework cheer. So I don't know if you know it, but I have a complete set of free cheer cards cards created with the cheers by Dr. Jean. That was a big project we did together to give teachers for free. So if you're interested in some free cheer cards, I love using classroom cheers. You can go to teachertony.com forward slash cheers and get those absolutely free. They're so cute. Dr. Jean is so creative and I did all of the digital side of that, creating the cards for you to print out and to use in your classroom. So check those out. But yes, giving a classroom cheer to the students who deserve recognition is a great reward. All of these five things, I'm going to review them really quick, are truly the ingredients to unlock seamless transitions. I wish you could see it in my classroom from the day to day, but it often amazes me just how powerful these things are. It just reminds me how much I love working with primary kids. They're just wonderful 
wonderful. And if you have the right tricks in place, they're so easy to manage. So strategy number one is to always have your materials prepped and ready to go. Let's not waste time grabbing things, passing things out. Use your brain break time to do all those things or have it organized at their table in a way where they can always access things on their own. Don't forget to define your expectations every single time. It can be as quick as saying three little things with their fingers. And now they know what to do, so they're not going to disrupt this transition. Don't forget to cue the transition with a transition break or with a chime, a noise, a movement, whatever you want to cue it with. But you need to have that moment where everyone gets up or everyone moves on to the next thing together. Strategy number four is make it a competition. Kids love competitions. This time is important to us. It's important to our instruction. It's important to our sanity. So let's make it a competition and make it as smooth as we possibly can. And recognize the winners. Recognize the students that are doing it well. Call out a ninja name. Use a classroom cheer. Give them a character point. Whatever it takes. But just recognize the winner so that all the other students want to be a winner next time too. You can try one of these things. You can try all of them. But I promise you more seamless, smooth transitions will bring you more joy, sweet teacher. Wow, that was jam-packed. A lot of information. Remember, you can always go to the blog that is linked in the show notes to see the written form if you want to take notes or print that out, whatever you need. But I hope this episode is powerful for you and that it brings you more sanity during those transitions. Let me end this episode by saying at the time of this release, it is Thanksgiving Day. And I hope you're not listening today because I would much rather you be doing what's most important, spending time with your family and your loved ones. But I do hope that you catch this before you go back next week so that you can implement some of these ideas and see some good results. And one last thing I want to say is if you were a longtime listener of the podcast, I would love to speak with you one-on-one to coach you, to get to know you and your needs, your circumstances, your aspirations and goals in the classroom, and to be your teacher coach. I love coaching teachers. It's so powerful. It's so awesome. It's so rewarding to me. And it's also rewarding when teachers make those breakthroughs that make the biggest impact on their career. So if you are looking for new joy, new support, I'd love to offer you a free 30-minute coaching session to see if it's a right fit for you. Regardless of that, I hope this podcast, these episodes that I work so hard on each week are making an impact in your life as a teacher anyway. I prepare all this. I think of you often and I just want to help teachers become more joyful so that they can sustain in the career that I believe so much in. You are important. Never, ever, ever forget it. Have a blessed holiday season and I will be back next week with more information, knowledge, and strategies to share. Until we meet again, go make a difference teacher friend. 
sweet teacher. If you enjoyed this week's episode, consider subscribing through email to receive future updates. Never miss an episode, never miss a freebie, and never miss the strategies and encouragement I like to share here. Go to teachertony.com forward slash subscribe and get your name on the notifications list. Our goal is to continually serve passionate, wonderful teachers just like you. 